Alexander for the Interzone Network. I want to tell you about newest sponsor, Cross Grand. They're here for all your needs. Videography, photography, weddings, corporate events. Give them a call, 314-719-6593. 314-719-6593. That's Cross Grand, located in the Dutch Town neighborhood. Sometimes you got to cross the street. You might have to cross Grand. This is Zachary Post with the Lee Homegirls Academy. We are your premier cannabis school in St. Louis, Missouri. If you're looking to learn more about cannabis or become more educated or even learn how to grow cannabis, please reach out to us. If you're looking to start a career in cannabis, it's a great opportunity as bud tenders. We also offer education on that, too. So please feel free to reach out to us. You can follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Elite Homegrowers Academy, or you can give us a call at 314-551-2179. Again, that's 314-551-2179. Thank you and happy growing. City to city. State to state, worldwide, you're listening to the In the Zone Network. This is it. This is the Cannabis Corner. Here's Palmer Alexander and Zachary Post, president of Elite Home Growers Academy. City to city, state to state, worldwide. You're listening to In The Zone, and this is the network. Palmer Alexander, a.k.a. The Living Legend, K.I.L. Vanilla Kill, but Kill Still Kills. Joining me in studio for another edition of the Cannabis Corner is the president of Elite Home Growers Academy, Zachary Post. How you doing, Zach? Hey, yo, Kill. I'm good, man. I'm good, man. Another blessing to be here, man. Ready to uh, drop some knowledge, man. So I'm glad to be here, bro. How about yourself? Hey, you know what, man? Uh, uh, been some good response uh, especially on on IG and on Twitter and I know it's just you know just the beginning you know but just just excited about the new people that uh, that you know just interacting with already on on Instagram and, and I know down the line we're gonna get a chance to talk with some of these people you know uh, down the line on the cannabis corner oh yeah man you know shouts out to the communities man like um I, I constantly tell people that the St. Louis community and the Missouri community of cannabis is really strong and uh, tight-knit, you know, and we know we have a responsibility to kind of support and boost up each other. So anytime we can drop something dope, you know, they, they come and they support us. And at the same time, they drop something dope, we do the same thing for them. So we, you know, real recognize real in this game, man. So, uh, you know, shouts out to everybody on all the social media platforms that's rocking with us. And hopefully they continue to tune in, you know, because we're going to give them that. We're going to give them that truth. We're going to give them that real. We're going to give them that value all day. Most deaf. So let's get right into the news. The House uh, passed the the decriminalization bill on marijuana. I know that was really big because I because you want you was the first person that I saw post. It was right on my timeline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on it, man. I was on it, man, because like I knew it was going down that day, that morning. So. I wasn't watching it, watching it, but I had enough alerts to like kind of keep me in tune with what was going on with it, because I know what that's going to mean for the industry, not just on the state level, but on the federal le- level. And, you know, that's kind of what we all shooting for, really. You know, so, um, yeah, it was big news, big news, man. It's a great it's a great opportunity, man, because uh, if, if it does, if it does continue to pass and go through. Um, the act will remove marijuana from the list of federally controlled substances and expunge federal convictions of uh, nonviolent marijuana offenses, right? 
So that's a big that's a big score, especially for the African American community, man. Which you know we are from, and like I don't want to just always highlight that, but it's a real thing. It's, it's facts out here, you know, and data to support that facts that we can, we have been getting the short end of the stick on this, and like it's and this will help correct that. It won't correct everything, but it's a first step in the, in the right direction. You know, especially too for a lot of the farmers, you know, that'll give them an opportunity to to grow other things outside of, of turnips or, right. or watermelon stuff like that. I mean, a, a cash crop, a legit crash cash crop. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Because um, this is like I said, like the first the first step to to actually opening up other things. You know what I'm saying? Like now, if they initially like passing this would help pass the the full thing, like legal regular um recreational and medicinal cannabis across the nation then once that happens those farmers will have an opportunity yet yeah, to jump into the market and produce cannabis um on the marijuana side and on the hemp side so yeah i mean it's a, it's just a economically it could be a great change you know what i'm saying if controlled and 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 executed correctly yeah because it's just so many things that it could be able to help uh, a pay for you know they always talk about roads and bridges and and, and um, uh, funds for education and I oh, mean, yeah I mean there there's so many different ways to to divert the money to be able to to, to help uh, uh, the the economy yes yes and that, that's a big part of it and I think really honestly behind closed doors that's what they know they study in that they see like okay because tobacco tobacco getting crushed right now right so because you know it's all these campaigns because tobacco does this tobacco does that so these tobacco manufacturers are like okay well now this ain't not crash cop like it used to be so they really eyeballing cannabis you know so like they're big they got big lobbyists big dollars when you look at the business side of it it just makes sense overall for the big guys and that's why it's a bigger push for it because they got the money to get the lobbyists in order to kind of shake the tree in washington but man it is what it is however it get there it get there you know and i think the the cynicism is that you know Mitch McConnell, which which now he's the majority leader, is is not going to give it the thumbs up. So it, it passed uh, with bipartisan support right. uh, in in the House. Uh, I don't think it's it's going to pass in in the Senate, unfortunately. Yeah. But but you know what? Right now, a lot of people are are hoping that uh, the Democrats uh, win those two seats, those two Senate seats in that runoff in January, which would give the Democrats control of the House. Right. So, you know, they have a lot of marijuana-friendly Yes, sir. Yeah, they do. That, that they are do. already to just ready to be passed Pass right through. right now. Passed through. Yeah, exactly. And my thing about Mitch McConnell, like, okay, like everything we just talked about, right, about like how much it can help. Why would you stand back and like if you know it can do all of this, you're just going to be like standing there like, nope, I ain't with it. Like that's just that just goes to show you like the level that they think it. You know what I'm saying? It's the level that they think it. You know, so it's uh it's kind of that's that's disheartening. And uh, hopefully he get the right person in his ear at the right time or the right entity or whatever has to happen for him to really look at the bigger side of this. Like I mean, this is a whole nother industry that he just want to keep his thumb on. That's just stupid, man. As a country, that ain't cool. And then uh, locally, what's up? What we got going locally? Oh uh, yeah, so locally, man. Um, basically, I've been seeing a lot of different activity going on with on the commercial side, more dispensaries starting to you know get their signage up, getting construction done, which is a great thing. Um, and then like you know, more cultivators are getting getting their getting their uh, their thumbs up to go ahead and start pin seeds in the ground and, and plants in the ground and things. Um, also on the home grower side. 
you know, it's a lot of activity there too. Um, and so like, it's just a funny, it's been like a funny little rift between um, the home grower side and also the commercial side. It's like, you know, we like home growers don't respect the commercial facilities and then the commercial facilities don't respect the home grower, you know, but, um, but I think like you have some forward thinkers that they, that know that they, they can, and they have to coexist, you know what I'm saying? That's my opinion behind it. I've never been all gung ho, like a hundred percent home grower or a hundred percent commercial. I think, you know, just the way that we've been doing it. Um, I think it's a great thing. Like I think it, cause it serves, it serves the purpose on both sides. So what's the difference between a home license grower in, in the commercial? Okay, yeah, so as a, as a patient cultivator, you can you can cultivate up to six plants your, in your own home, you know, so which is considered a home grow, you know, so if you're, if you, you know, go through the state, the DHSS, um, and actually apply for your license, you know, you can get become a home grower, a home cultivator. And so, so, so that's one side of, I would say the industry, but it's just more, it's giving power to the people. It's giving those patients the power to produce their own cannabis at the level that they want to produce it at, right? Now, of course, every home grower is not created equal. You have different levels at this. Uh, up at this, You have the newer growers, the more seasoned growers, and then the, the OG growers that's been doing it for like 20 years. And it's really like got that super dispensary level gray cannabis you know so that's one side of it then on the commercial side of it these are actually facilities that went through the whole licensing process um put the money on the line got the got the real estate and everything and they actually are licensed facility to make you know money off of the cannabis industry here in missouri um so those are the two differences and you know it's like this it, it's it's medicinally legal here in missouri and it's a it's a great opportunity for those patients that are suffering with anxiety um, pain and things of that nature um, to be able to have access to a different format of medicine if that's if that's on a home growth side or if that's on a commercial side either way we're giving them access to that plant so so you mentioned something a, uh, a few seconds ago and i want to circle back to it you talked about you talked about the need to coexist and you know i've noticed just like even in the podcasting side there's a lot of people doing it and uh super competitive not a lot of ethics yeah right 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 true that true that um and i would just say like on that on the competitive side of things I understand the need for healthy competition. It all it all pushes us to want to do better. Um, as businesses, as individuals, I definitely understand it. But as you mentioned, it's a it's a code or ethics to it that has to be, I would say, at least abided by. But that's the thing about the game now is that it's really it's really a you know doggy dog world on any level. So, um, but I, I really feel like on the cannabis side, the com competition should be looked at more like comrades like we're all in this fight together so if i can't touch the person and you can touch them and we're doing the same exact thing guess what that's just another person that is brought to the community so it don't matter if you did it or i did it or whoever did it as long as we got somebody else right so that's how i look at the whole competition quote unquote uh thing there that is my co-host zachary post this is the cannabis corner on the inner zone network and just keeping it going when you, when you mentioned it's a dog eat dog world you yes, know the track the 21 jump street in my head <laughs> so i started laughing i started thinking about snoop so but uh let's talk about grow tips you know because i think that's that's gonna be kind of you know the meat and potatoes of of the show so yeah so let's talk about grow tips yeah yeah so um i'm definitely excited to kind of you know crack open the crates on this uh 
I, I've been growing cannabis for a decent amount of time and I figured out a bunch of different tips and tricks and methods that we use and that we also teach at our school. Um, so three things that we're going to talk about today is the components to actually set that um, environment for quality cannabis. And so the major components to that, and these are not, they do not take priority over each other. Um, they're all at the set, same level of importance. So we're going to start off with your, your nutrients. You are what you eat. Um, and so your plants are the same thing. So whatever you feed those plants, they're going to actually give you that in return. So you can't feed your plant a bunch of junk, a bunch of souped up stuff, because guess what? You're going to have a bunch of unhappy, un, un, unapproachable cannabis, you know, with no bag appeal. Um, also your genetics so genetics are very very important too um, just because you can grow cannabis really good but if you have subpar genetics or gen genetics that are not stabilized and when I say genetics I mean seeds that's what I'm talking about cultivars you can call them different things um, but we're talking about genetics where if you look at if you compare like thoroughbred horse racing um, like how those offspring of those like top horses are like catered to and paid millions of dollars for just to have that bloodline same thing when it comes to cannabis genetics right if you know you have a source that's really true to his original like, original region or demographic um, the closer you can get to that you know um, it's the better cannabis you will have quality wise so genetics is very important so you want to make sure you have sourced genetics that are stable um, and, and last but not least is your environment setting that temperature that humidity having the ventilation good and your airflow is key so if you put all three of those together you're setting yourself for a great foundation of producing some good quality cannabis so that is my growth tip of today and uh, thank you for tuning in and listening to that all right thank you so much zach uh, tell the people where to follow you at oh yeah you can follow us on the ig at elite home growers and then also on facebook at elite home growers and you can hit us up on our website at any time at www.elitehg.org and don't forget to press play you don't know what you're missing we're going to city to city state to state worldwide you're listening to in the zone and this is the network I'm Alexander for the Inner Zone Network. I want to tell you about our newest sponsor, Cafe Piazza. They're located at 1900 Arsenal. They have a happy hour where you get buy one, get one 50% off on all items of equal or lesser value. They also have large pizza, beer, and wine. All cash tips go to furloughed employees. That's at Cafe Piazza. Give them a call, 314-343-0294. They also do delivery and curbside pickup. And on the weekend, their brunch is open. Get yourself some bottomless mimosas, Bloody Marys, breakfast pizza, a la carte, all at Cafe Piazza, located at 1900 Arsenal. That is Cafe Piazza, 314-343-0294. 314-343-0294 and a thank you for your business.